All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey. Live every weekday at noon Eastern. Happy Friday, hockey fans. Welcome in to another edition of Daily Faceoff Live, streaming live on the Daily Faceoff YouTube and brought to you by Botano. The game starts now at Botano.ca. Frank Saravalli back in the big chair on a Friday. How's it going, Frank? I'm good. Do you have a little mustache going? What is that little growth I see there? Just, leave, just, just leave me alone. You said is... you were having a rushed morning. So was I, Frank. I didn't have time to really clean myself up. Come so on. That's like a alone. week's worth of growth for you. Who are you kidding? I know, but usually if I can shave it by like day five or six, no one even notices. I've let it get to day seven and it's incredibly embarrassing. So yeah, it's I, not embarrassing. It's just you're prevented from being near school zones. That's all. Ah, well, I appreciate you putting me on blast like that right off the top. So I will naturally change topics. And uh, we got a lot to get to today on the show. Luke Gazdick's going to swing by in a little bit with the players room. We're going to talk some Dallas Stars and Austin Matthews with Luke. But first, Frank, yesterday, Colby and I were speculating, oh, how bad's it going to be for Jake Gensel? Well, we have our answer. And it's actually kind of a weird timeline, not four weeks being sort of the maximum, I guess, for Gensel to be out of the lineup. It's weird because now the Penguins have to try stay competitive without one of their best players. And it's going to create this thing, I feel like, where if they get back in the hunt and they're right there, well, they've done it in the last, you know, three weeks leading up to the deadline without Gensel. So maybe there's a case to move them. Maybe this four-week stretch, could it hurt his value? What's your read on this whole Gensel situation? Well, he's been moved to LTIR first off. So that means 10 games, 24 days. That's the time frame at the very minimum. So the fact that he was put there and I'm sure retroactive to the injury, um, you know, it, it does give us a little bit clearer of a picture. It's not like he's going to make a miraculous comeback on March 
second or third ahead of the trade deadline and teams are going to get a chance to see him. So he is out until after the trade deadline. That part is for certain. Does it hurt his trade value is the question that I think a lot of people keep getting. And my answer to that is no. Um, we have a large enough sample, like again, not knowing what exactly the injury is. We have a large enough sample size with Jake Ensel to know how important of a piece he is. And if that is an authentic timeline, which any team trading for him would have access to medical records provided by the Penguins, I can't foresee this being a huge bump in the road because I think back to my own personal, you know, reporting from deadlines past, like Adam Henrique is a great example. Last year, he was almost traded on deadline day itself, and he was still out another three weeks beyond that. So there have been other teams uh, that have traded for players that will miss a month after the deadline, but it's not really that exact time frame that's important to them. It's the playoffs, of course. So do I think ultimately it will hurt Jake Gensel's return? No, but what it does hurt is the Pittsburgh Penguins season because we've seen different rallying points for teams. And I should remind everyone that the Penguins did win a Stanley Cup without Chris Letang. So it is certainly possible to go on a run and maybe it's some kind of catalyst. But I think, you know, just from a pure paper perspective, it's hard to argue that the Penguins are in any better position today than they were before Jake Gensel got hurt. It's kind of the nightmare scenario. It's not so much the trade value that he hurts, but it almost in some ways feels like it seals their fate in terms of being a non-playoff team. Yeah, we kind of do this song and dance every year with trade or players who are on the trade targets board getting injured. But I would imagine there's a couple GMs around the league who maybe sat there and went, ooh, I don't want to be put in that position. I know you made the joke on the DFO rundown. It feels like Chris Tanev goes down the tunnel twice a game right now. Like if you're Craig Conroy, you got to be sitting there getting a little itchy going, maybe I just take the best available deal now and get this over with. Yeah, 100%. That's kind of the thought process from my end. Or maybe you do the old sitting out for trade protection reasons. I know that there was some consternation about that last year with how long uh, Jacob Chikrin ended up sitting out. But... I, at a certain point, it's probably necessary. Yeah, you just gave me like a war style flashback to that whole thing last year when Jacob Chickren just didn't play for like a month or whatever. I think uh, you, all right, let's you just call that the fog of Arizona, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right, you're yeah, going there this weekend, a little nation vacation. Nation vacation, getting to watch a game in Mullet Arena. I had to squeeze one in before they potentially get out of there. Might be the only chance. So uh, the other big news we got yesterday, Frank, was out in Columbus, obviously. Yarmo Kekalainen out as GM. Since we've done our show yesterday, John Davidson has come out and addressed the media. And he said the search for Kekalainen's replacement will begin outside of the organization. I say thank God because there's not a lot of good inside that organization right now but again i'll just ask you for your read on this situation how long of a process do you think this will be for columbus with their gm search well that's probably not i get what you're saying but probably need to give some respect to rick yeah. Matt. i think he's put in some work for sure and and i know there's some really good people in their front front office including josh flynn um and cam lawrence is part of their analytics group who's gotten a chance to interview for other gm openings but what I would say is I think the biggest thing they need to do is not have John Davidson run the search. I know that's why he's remaining and I'm sure he's under contract for next year. And, you know, who knows what his situation is at age 70. But to me, it feels like they need a complete sweep of process, everything, because it feels to me like it's broken. 
I mentioned on the DFO rundown how it, it certainly feels like at least this season for the first, I don't know, six months of it, it feels like that there's they've been asleep at the wheel. Like what's happening? Why now? I think is the great question. Why not at the all-star break? Why not in September? Did you decide to make this change after the Mike Babcock thing didn't work out to, to arrive at this point today? It's better late than never, but then having the same person who essentially put Yarmo Kekalainen in charge, then find the next one. I just think they need a fresh viewpoint. And I think to get away from the old, old boys club to get away from, you know, uh, NHL, uh, I guess you would call them influenced hirings. If we're being honest, um, just uh, conduct an authentic search is what I think should be the case. And by the way, I, I also think that should include the coaching staff as well, because this has certainly been in less than a banner year for Pascal Vincent. Yeah, maybe a little harsh for me off the top, but I, I think we're in the same line of thinking where I think, you know, 100%. some new blood, a fresh perspective in Columbus could be needed. Just quickly as we wrap this one up, what does this mean for their deadline plans? Will they be any more or less aggressive when it comes to selling off pieces now that they don't have a full-time GM in place? Well, so John Davidson is the interim, and I'm yeah. it's kind of makes me go back to what I was just saying. How aggressive is he going to be? Is he going to leave it up to the next guy to do a lot of the heavy lifting in the summer? Or is this a moment in time where you try and unload a few pieces if you can in return for picks? No, like outside of Boone Jenner, there's not really anyone on their roster that's going to, you know, bring you back a really juicy, significant haul. Elvis Merzlikens, not really much of a market for him. Jack Roslovic, same kind of thing. Um, these are some intriguing players. Some have terms, some are pending free agents, some are pending RFAs. I just, I don't know how aggressive John Davidson is going to be. I, I certainly have question marks about that. One of my favorite trade deadline buzz phrases, third party brokers, Frank, mm. it's the topic of today's deadline countdown over at dailyfaceoff.com. And, you know, we've spent some time talking about just how interesting the trade market is this year, leaning more towards it being a seller's market with not a lot of high-end pieces out there. So how does that affect the third-party broker market? Or is it maybe too early to tell if the price for retaining money goes up or down with this being such a seller's market? Well, it's actually an interesting scenario because in some ways the price goes down because there are so many teams selling and there's so many teams that are able to get in the game and be third party brokers. And this board right here, what you're looking at the market prices is to me, the most interesting thing that we've you know been able to glean from all these different trades that have happened here. And we now have 10 of them. There were four last year in the deadline period alone. And the Arizona coyotes were actually the first team ever to receive a, uh, a third round pick as part of just retaining salary in a transaction. And that happened on the Patrick Kane deal. So on the one hand, you're thinking some teams have more cap space, a lot of sellers. There might not be as much activity, but on the other hand, this, and this is where I'm going with this is Jake Gensel. If he ends up being traded from Pittsburgh and if the acquiring team that's involved, let's just give a hypothetical because they've been connected to him. The Edmonton Oilers were wanting to acquire Jake Gensel because of the way his salary is structured this year, a full $6 million that matches his cap hit. The last 42 days of the season, which is what he would be on the, uh, you know, one team's cap for as a retained transaction 
that's going to cost 1.3 million bucks. That's twice as much as Patrick Kane cost last year because his $10.5 million cap hit was whittled down to just under three last year at 2.9 million. So basically what we're seeing here is if a third party team has to get involved, which for the Oilers would be absolutely necessary unless they're moving contracts back, you could be seeing not just a significant price to pay for the asset, but to pay a third party broker, you're looking at, I believe, a very bare minimum of a second round pick and potentially as much as a first. So again, just to flash this up so there's no confusion, the price you're looking at in the right-hand column there, that is how much money is left on the deal, like real dollars. We're not talking That's capital. Ca there. Yeah, how much how much real cash will some team's owner have to write this season for you to essentially buy a draft pick as a third-party broker? Yeah. And we know that the Patrick Marlowe deal, 800, I think it was 833000 or whatever they ended up paying, you can read it in the story, we have a real good sense of what this market looks like now and four additional trades last year. You see the kind of general market conditions to retain 1.3 million bucks is going to be a lot. Yeah. And uh, quickly here, we have a group of teams who you believe could be in the mix to be third party brokers, a total of seven of them there. The Blackhawks. Not, not exhaustive, by the way. These are just okay. seven teams. There's other teams like, again, if Columbus wants to be aggressive, I don't foresee a team like Arizona being in the mix again this year. They're going to have to retain on all their own guys, the Matt Dumbas and the Jason Zuckers and, and those types, just to be able to move. That'll probably chew up their retain slots. And by the way, with the Coyotes ownership and team franchise situation being in flux, I don't see their owner stroking any checks this year, additionally, just to buy some draft picks. So um, count the Coyotes out. But I'd say these other seven teams, you can... Almost set your watch to them perusing market prices to be in there. Yeah, uh, the Coyotes. You're telling me they don't want to add, what, a ninth third-round pick to their draft capital for the next couple of well, years? Well, I didn't even mention that picks. part. Like, they're actually overflowing with picks. And, in yeah. fact, they can't possibly – they can make all these picks, but they can't possibly sign all these picks. So they're going to need to do something at some point. Uh, we got a comment in our Facebook. What are you guys smoking? Nobody's paying a first rounder for a third party team to retain salary. Sounds a lot like, what are you smoking? No one's paying a first round pick for Sean Monahan. Yeah, Frank. I, feel, I feel like I've heard that once or twice this deadline season already. Uh, we're going to have some fun to wrap up our four topics here on a Friday and play a little this or that Frank going to make you work your brain a little bit. I'll throw you a couple of scenarios. Our friends over at dropping the gloves floated out a question. The podcast with John Scott about two young defensemen in the NHL. Brock Faber and Moritz Sider. Frank, if you had to start a franchise today, which one would you rather have? Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today.
Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Brock Faber. Really? Um, I love the physicality from Cider. I love, um, you know, he's got some really good offensive instincts, but... I think the way Faber skates, the impact that he's had defensively, the minutes that he's played, um, to me, I, that trade just looks better and better for many with each passing game. And the fact that they were able to do that and get a draft pick from uh, from L.A. for Kevin Fiala, chef's kiss. Yeah, that is that is some top-notch scouting there to identify that guy and be like, he's got to be in the deal. Brock Faber looking legit in Minnesota. And a uh, Minnesota the- kid, by the way. Like, is there a better yeah. fit? Yeah, it's uh, it's an unbelievable story. That picture of him in his Golden Gophers hoodie cheering on the glass for the while, that's such a good one. Uh, the second one I had for you involved a couple of bottom feeders in the NHL. There was some talk over the last couple of days about, you know, the Columbus Blue Jackets GM job being incredibly appetizing, and it got me thinking, Okay, how are how far away are some of these teams at the bottom of the standings from getting back into the playoff mix? So I'll ask you about two teams in the West, Frank. Chicago, San Jose. If I gave you a free hundred bucks and said you got to bet on one, which one will be the next team to make the playoffs out of the two? Chicago, and it's not even close. I think not Chicago's a playoff team by 2026. Uh, that 2026, I guess it would be 2027 season. I think they're going to be in great, great shape. Uh, I don't think the San Jose Sharks are competitive again before 2030. And I don't like it's 2030 at a bare minimum. That is a could be a a lot of hurt coming for San Jose Sharks fans. The third one, Frank, they they haven't even begun their teardown yet. Like, let me remind you. And they don't have they have one retained salary transaction left. So, like, let's just say, uh, again, hypothetically, Hurdle and Couture are both healthy and you want to move on from one of those guys or they're dying to get out of there, begging you to get out of there. Only you can only retain on one of them, so that means they're stuck with the other one. And what's you know, we've still got the Vlasic contract. I mean, yeah. they've got a ton of things to still jump over, and they're only just beginning to replenish their prospect pool. All right, a little this or that on a Friday, Frank. Let's get to our big segment for the day. It is the players' room with Luke Gazdick. Players Room, as always, is delivered by DoorDash for a limited time. Our Canadian listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more. All you need to do is download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code NATION25. It's Friday night. Sit back, relax, watch Canes and Coyotes, and order yourself a little DoorDash to kick off the weekend. Luke Gazdick, the former NHLer host of the Mitts Off podcast and Sportsnet analyst, he is everywhere joins us for his weekly hit. And Luke, I want to talk about a team that you kind of started your career with in the Dallas Stars. They are red hot right now, and they beat the ever-loving hell out of the Nashville Predators last night. When you look at this team on paper, it's it's really tough to find holes. So I want to ask you, where do they rank in your Western Conference power rankings, and how close are they to being a perfect team? Oh, man, they're right up there. Honestly, uh, it kind of sucks for the Central, I think, because between them and Colorado and Winnipeg, one of those teams is probably going to end up getting bounced in the first round when I think they all have 
Stanley Cup aspirations. One well, thing that's guaranteed in, to be bounced in the first. Yeah, place. sorry, I meant to say guaranteed. Yes, one of them will be going home early, which is disappointing the way it sets up. One thing this team does not have trouble doing is scoring goals. Like you see right there, first in uh, goals per games played. They're tied for first in the league with Colorado in total goals scored. I think they're just over 250 on the year now. That's where I see the perfection for them is in their forward group. They have four lines that go. Like playing against them would be a nightmare line matching against because they can play any of their lines against yours. I Even a kid all the way down the lineup like Sam Steele, who I played with in San Diego towards the end of my career, uh, they're getting a lot out of players like that towards the end of their lineup. Thomas Harley, who is not a household name, is someone that is jumping on the scene right now, getting offense from your back end. Uh, I even feel like Haskinen is still a guy that maybe the average hockey fan really doesn't appreciate how good of a hockey player he is. Uh, but then even Jake Ottinger and net who maybe the numbers don't look outstanding stats wise, will still give you good efforts every night. They're just a really hard team to play against. And yeah, Ty, I have my roots there. I'm actually going to be there Saturday uh, for the game against the oil. We're going to be taking in them, uh, the stars and Oilers and the stars alumni is hosting the Oilers alumni for a little friendly match after the game. So I'm not in incredible shape. I do do some alumni games, but this should be a test for me too, but it will be cool. This will be the first time I'm seeing Dallas live this year uh, and Edmondson for that matter. So I'll be able to get to take that game in as a fan and then lace them up and, and hopefully not make too much of a fool out of myself. Well, if round counts as a shape, then I'm in one. Uh, <laughs> so my take on the stars is I think their game is eminently transferable to postseason hockey. And I, that's why I picked them to win the Stanley cup this year in, in September, October. And I'm not changing my pick because I just, the physicality, the, you know, the heavy style that they play, like it, it's works in the regular season and it has worked because they've got such mobile defensemen. But my question for you about Dallas is, and I don't know if you share this philosophy or not, but my feeling on watching certain teams is they have too much of the same Edmonton's bottom six. They're all the same player. When I look at Dallas and I look at their six defensemen, they're mostly pretty similar. Yanni Hockenpah stands out as a little bit of a different, you know, different cat in terms of the way he plays. But I look at Dallas and I say, Chris Tanev, that's the guy that makes perfect sense for them because he has a different element to his game as a defenseman. He blocks a ton of shots, second in the league, the Stars 22nd as a team. Where do you come out on them being aggressive on the back end to maybe get something a little different? And do you think that's actually a thing or am I just making it up? No, I never think it's a bad thing to add another dimension to your roster. But I also think there's a big part of this that I think is creeping in Jim Nill's mind is how much do you want to, how much do you want to tweak this, right? Like how much does the chemistry in the locker room and on the ice right now want to be tinkered with? But I also look at their lineup and there's the phrase you always hear going around that says they come at you in waves. That is Dallas from the front and the back. It's like you will push back against them and they continually, they continually uh, come at you. And it's, it's tough to defend, man. That That's a tough, tough team to play against. So I do agree with you, Frank, that they can probably add a little bit of a different element and dimension. But if I'm not management core there right now, I don't even know how much I'd want to be tinkering with a good thing. 
Yeah, I hear you on that. And I was thinking about their deadline playbook, and it was one of the first things I wrote when our trade deadline countdown started was just hang tight. You've got a really good team without many obvious holes. You don't need to go crazy, especially when you draft as well as the stars do. You mentioned Harley 19th overall. Like, keep your picks, man. That that's a surefire way to reload your team. But let's change gears and, and talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs. We got another Austin Matthews hat trick. Austin Matthews has as many hat tricks this year as Max Domi has goals. He's on pace for 70. Is there something different about his game, or is it just going in? He's certainly making it look very easy. Uh, I watch this team and probably Edmonton more than anything, and I've been zoning in on him. I interviewed Simon Benoit the other day. I was asking him about Matthew's habits and practice. For me, what I see is goaltenders are now guessing. Like Sammy Erson last night. So what he's so good at, Austin, is A, changing the angle of his shot, but scoring from anywhere. Like last night is the perfect example. He scores a hat trick. One is strong side, bit of a snapshot on his left side, obviously. Next one is a one-timer from his offside. The third one is right down the pipe, changes the angle through a screen, low glove. Low glove is a spot that I haven't seen him shoot a lot. I think he's coming down on goaltenders and Henrik Lundqvist talked about this on TNT the other day about reading players' blades and looking at their eyes to try to get tells and basically guess where the shooter is going to shoot. I don't think goaltenders even have a clue where this guy's going anymore. Uh, he's shot five hole in the past. He's shot high. And now you see him mixing in these low glove shots. I think it's just the unpredictability of him as a shooter that goalies can't even pre-scout anymore because he not, he is not telling anything off his blade. He's not giving anything away when he shoots. And I never played goalie or, uh, you know, I'm not a professor of, of goaltending knowledge, but it has to be hard coming down, having no idea where this guy is going to shoot. Think he gets to 70? I don't think there's any way he doesn't. And honestly, with the way he's going right now, I think that is that's in the cards for sure. Uh, I know there were a couple areas, other areas we wanted to hit on, but we're out of time. So, hey, that's the beauty of you coming back every week. We'll pick those up next uh, Wednesday, I believe. Luke, thanks for doing this, man. Anytime. Enjoy the weekend, guys. Moving along to our daily face-off inbox question, hashtag AskDFO, brought to you by Tourism Jasper, jasper.travel, to find out how you can make the most of the final few months of winter out in the Rockies. Frank, last night, we had a couple of good kind of chirping moments, we'll call them. Uh, the first one was Nikita Zadorov, who got a chance to eye up Jake Wallman after Wallman hit the gritty. And I know using the young man's term, hitting the gritty, and, and Zadorov giving him a little bit of a... A little mocking it a little. Wallman was dash three in the game. Uh, so we got Zadarov mocking Cheesy. Wallman. That's my first. Yeah, that's my description. All right. Come up with something better. We also had Jack Hughes and Victor Arvidsson going to the penalty box together, and they were real pissed off, Frank. Like, that was some legit hate. And when they're in the box, you can see Hughes here in a second mouth the words, People pay to watch me play to Victor Arvidsson. Which one did you like more, Hughes or Zadarov? Hughes, it's not even close. I mean, it's like one of the great chirps of all time. Um, it's almost like, who are you again? And everyone knows who Jack Hughes is. So I love to see it. But how about the Kings, though, throwing some shade back Jack Hughes's way after the Kings won? Did you yeah. see their tweet? 
Yeah, I think we have it here, Gavin. I think we can pull it up with uh, the Kings getting a victory. Yeah, people say to people pay to see me lose. Yeah, with play. So, I just well well played yeah. uh, by the Kings, and I would describe this week in general in the NHL between the Ridley Greg slap shot and everything else that's gone on since. I would describe it as crispy, mm. and I'm here for it. Yeah, crispy, weirdly refreshing. It's fun to see hate in professional sports. That's what fuels us. It's this is what it should be. Yeah. Uh, yeah, really, really good week. And I made the joke heading into the Gazdick segment, but it's a Friday night, Frank. The NA or the NBA is on their all-star break. So the NBA schedule is blank this evening, and the NHL has one hockey game on by path. the way. Did you see the new NBA court for the all-star weekend? With uh, it's like LED interactive, right? It's bananas. It it's is crazy. super weird. I'm I'm really curious to see how the ball bounces. I'm sure they tested all that, but still probably a little weird. That's a good point. Uh, let's move along to our daily bets for the day. Brought to you by Batano 19 plus. Please play responsibly. I am not touching the Yotes and uh, uh, Hurricanes tonight, Frank. I just there's nothing there. I don't see any value on it. I'm not even a player prop. I like so I have a couple of futures plays that I wanted to float your way and get your take on. These are the payouts for the Hart Trophy this year. McKinnon leading the way at minus 143. We got Kucherov, McDavid, Pasternak, but Austin Matthews at 12 to one. Frank, if he hits 70 goals, doesn't he have a really damn good Hart Trophy case? And I feel like he could pick up some votes just because he's doing something that hasn't been done in so long. What do you make of the Hart Trophy race right now? Well, he already won a heart trophy based on getting to a goal milestone that no one had seen in a long time. The odds to me seem a little bit off. If you swapped Matthews and Kucherov, like I would probably nod and be like, okay, that part makes sense. And I do think he's certainly in the mix to have a chance to win. I think Nathan McKinnon is the front runner for me, at least as I would be thinking about my ballot right now. I don't think based on the 64 that McDavid got to last year, right? Like it's not, it's not, it's an incredible threshold. Like by, by no means am I mistaking that at all. It's just, I don't think that should be the one and only determinant, but Matt Larkin had a great story today on dailyfaceoff.com about why it's not just the goal total that it's a, you know, he's basically carrying this team that's getting no depth scoring. And I think he definitely deserves consideration for that. And uh, the second one I had for you, Batano has odds on who's going to come dead last in the NHL. The Hawks are running away with it, but the Sharks are three to one, Frank. Hawks are only four points back. They're getting great goaltending from Peter Mrazek, even in the games they lose. And now they got Connor Bedard back. Do you think maybe the Sharks still have a chance at finishing last or is it the Hawks race to win? Probably the Hawks race to win. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't put any money on this, but. It's not like it's not even like the sharks are a good enough value at plus three hundred to make you make you get tempted at least or tempt yeah. you. Fair enough. I uh, have yeah, four points back right now. Let's wrap up the show with a little bit of garbage time brought to you by Wendy's and the daily face off survivor pool. Only seven people left, and one of them is in our chat. Joel, one of our daily listeners, is one of the seven alive, Frank. So he wants us to give some advice so Ooh. that he can do the exact opposite oh. of it, is what he said. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, please. Uh, don't ask me. Uh, what I would go with would be definitely in Columbus over three and a half goals. Uh, <laughs> I would go with Florida beating Tampa. Eh, I don't hate that one at all. 
I'm always, I always get suckered into the shot ones, like the St. Louis one, and they never hit. They always miss by like a shot or two. Uh, if you're out already this week, next week's pool is open, so you can go lock in your pick right now just so you don't miss the deadline at dailyfaceoffsurvivor.com. Uh, Frank, we talked earlier in the week about Matt Duchesne. You had him on Frankly Speaking. Full interview up if anyone needs some weekend listening. Find Frankly Speaking wherever you get your podcast from. He was open about just how hard it was to leave Nashville. He wanted to end his career there. Well, he made his return last night. And what does he do? Pops home two goals. And then what does he do after? Heads out to Tootsies and puts on a performance. Let's take a quick little listen. Oh, man, Frank, uh, that is that is some great stuff from Matt Duchesne and his return to Nashville. Yeah, I love the confidence just to be able to, I know he's a performer by nature, but to get up there and do something totally different, uh, pretty awesome. I, I joked with him during our, our pod that it felt like we never saw him in Nashville without a guitar in his hands, but to also score and deliver, I don't, I don't think your coach is going to be on you when you can do that. Yeah. Uh, typically, though, in, in just true hockey fashion, since we've sort of been bumping up against the establishment in this episode, you know somewhere that some coach or some manager saw that clip and was like, see, that's why this guy, that's why no one, that's why you can't have him anywhere. See, see, it's like, come <laughs> on, man. Like we're, you're allowed to have a life and it's probably really healthy to have something to put your attention and energy towards when you're not thinking about hockey. Yeah, and sorry, my bad. That was his second game back in Nashville this year for Matt Duchesne. And yeah, if you want to argue about him going out and playing the guitar, I, I will take a player at a $3 million cap. They can do whatever the hell they want to some extent off the ice if they're popping me home 21 goals in their first 53 games of the season. So Matt Duchesne having a hell of a year, a big spark for the Dallas Stars. That is a wrap on this week's edition of Daily Faceoff Live. A big shout out to all of our guests from the week. Colby Cohn, pinch hit for a day. Frank brought the noise on a Friday. Gavin Turnick, our producer, Pat Puff on the graphics. Hope everyone in the YouTube chat has a great weekend. No show Monday. We're off for the long weekend, but we'll chat with you Tuesday at noon Eastern. Thanks for tuning in to Daily Faceoff Live. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.